Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host for Nick's Nerd. Well, how's everyone doing on this Ides of March? Please, uh, everyone, make sure you talk to Caesar. Brutus wants to see him. Uh, just let him know what's going on with the podcast before you do, though. Um, <laughs> no. Welcome, guys. It is episode 253. I am your host, Nick Snerd News. As always, welcome to the show. I appreciate you guys listening, subscribing, liking, sharing, posting, poking, um, pushing, prodding, what, whatever you it is you do. I appreciate it. Um, as always, you know, don't forget to follow us on social media and the like. Nixner News. Uh, we're on all the major platforms. Uh, if you want to follow our TikTok page, it's under my personal, the Nick DeFalco. Um, obviously, uh, I didn't want to just make a second TikTok account. Anywho, how are you guys doing today? You guys doing good? You having you having a good time? Um, I hope you are. And it's going to be a good episode today. Obviously, the Oscars happened this past weekend, so we'll be talking about that. And some other things coming down the pipeline. Of course, more and more news coming out about the Activision Blizzard uh, potential merger with Microsoft. Uh, I, I say potential because we still don't know what's what's going to happen with that. Uh, and what else we got? Oh, The Mandalorian, as always. A great new episode dropped today. Other than that, let's uh, get right into the thick of it with today's news. So what's going on in the video game world? Well, it looks like Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League may have been delayed again. We don't have an official delay, um, but Jason Schreier is reporting it, who now works for, for Bloomberg, of course. More than likely, it has been delayed due to the intense backlash the game received after gameplay was shown off at um, at the PlayStation Sony State of Play uh, just a few weeks back. But it looks like, you know, I, I had trepidations about it. A lot of other people did in regards to its, its somewhat emphasis on, you know, games as a service. Obviously, it's been in the works for quite a while. And games as a service have been slowly and I wouldn't say slowly, but quickly dying as of late. But, of course, according to Schreier via tweet, says, quote, For what it's worth, a delay like this is mainly for polish not to overhaul the core gameplay that caused the backlash. Suicide Squad started off as a game as a service and will remain one short of a complete reboot, which require a much longer delay, unquote. Obviously, we knew that was going to happen. Hopefully, this polish is simple and easy, but I'm just, uh, I'm wondering ultimately how this game plays out to see what happens. It just sucks that we have to keep waiting more and more and more for this game. Um, Reed Pop has announced when E3 2023 will take place. It will begin Sunday, June 11th, and I'm guessing run through, like, probably the 15th. Uh, we've learned, of course, that Xbox now will not be there. Nintendo will not be there. I'm pretty sure Sony won't. As of right now, the only major per people confirmed to be there are Ubisoft. So, it looks like it's just an Ubisoft forward at, at this point. Um, yeah. 
Anyway, speaking of, all these companies are doing their own thing. Capcom held a Capcom Spotlight last week on Thursday. Uh, the day after we recorded, of course. But we've learned a few things. The Resident Evil 4 Chainsaw demo is now available to play. Resident Evil 4 Remake, I should clarify. Uh, Exo Primal, which is their new, I think it's 4v... AI game or PV, PVE game, I'm not sure, uh, releases on July 14th, uh, and it will be day one on Game Pass, interestingly enough. Uh, that's their game where you like fighting mech suits versus dinosaurs. It looks really cool. Uh, I can't wait to know more before I, I pull the trigger. I'm happy it's going to be on Game Pass, though. That way I can give it a try without having to sink a whole lot of money into it. The next Monster Hunter Rise DLC will release in April, and that's going to be called Sunbreak. Ghost Trick, which was a, uh, a game on the Nintendo DS, is coming to modern consoles on June 30th. Jill Valentine is confirmed to appearing in the Resident Evil Death Island animated movie. Street Fighter VI is getting another celebrity commentator in the form of Hikaru Takahashi. I guess she's a popular... Uh, person of influence in Japan. And Mega Man Battle Network, which does release next month, will be getting uh, like cards in the game that were previously Japanese, Japanese exclusives. Uh, they will be released in the Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection when it releases in just a few weeks. Um, moving on, we've also learned that Crime Boss Rock A City, which features a lot of 80s action stars, which will release on... PC in May uh, has confirmed that a console release is expected in June. That game looks really ridiculous and really fun. Now let's move on over to the Activision Blizzard deal. I'm not going to end on it this week. Sony has opened up their mouths and said some more dumb things. Um, this time in regards to how it will affect competition. Again, I don't think... It makes sense. Um, via new reports filed from Sony and Microsoft with the UK's Competition and Markets Authority, uh, these went public recently, uh, we learned from uh, redacted documents, it says, quote, redacted versions of the observations filed by SIE, SIE and Microsoft on the CMA's remedies notice were made public this week, uh, unquote, Sony said via gamesindustry.biz. They followed up with, quote, information regarding the terms of an offer made by Microsoft to provide future of Call of Duty releases on PlayStation was redacted at the request of Microsoft. We believe their current offer will irreparably harm competition and innovation in the industry, unquote. Mind you, this was that 10-year deal that Microsoft offered to them and many other people at this point, as we've learned. They've made about four more deals, uh, all being 10-year deals at the minimum. And it's not just Call of Duty, it's all Activision Blizzard games. Uh, they've signed a deal now with Ubitus, who is a provider of cloud-based gaming in Tokyo, Japan. Um, and let me see, I saw they also signed a 10-year deal with Boosteroid, which is another cloud gaming provider in the Ukraine. Um, and then obviously we know about the GeoForce Now deal, the one with Nintendo, the one with Steam. Look, at this point, they're signing deals with just about everyone except Sony because Sony is, is acting like a spoiled, rotten little brat. 
And look, that's that's typical of Sony, though. They've been acting like that forever at this point. Um, it, 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 it's it's ridiculous to me that they they continue to get away with their their nonsense, right? Um, obviously, Nintendo does a lot of shady, shitty things too, and they don't always get called out on it because it's it's Nintendo. But it's it's interesting to see this all play out, and and again, it's it's been playing out forever and ever at this point, uh, forever and ever for like a year at this point, and the fact that it's all going down um, in in the fact that it's going down in in like the courts and all coming out is is a little ridiculous at this point, but I, I'm just. I'm so confused by by all of it, and and the fact that it's all over Call of Duty and nothing else, it is more ridiculous than anything, because it, it's 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 out of control, is what it is, and and I'm getting tired of talking about it. I'm sure you guys are tar- tired of listening to it or hearing about it, and it's time to just like, can we just get this shit done? Either way. Let it go through or not, but like, just fucking finish it, man. Put a bullet in its fucking head, right? Like, it's it's time it's time to end. Get just figure it out. But, but it really is. It's Microsoft's turning into like Oprah. You get a car, but it's you get Call of Duty. You get Call of Duty. But and and again, just it's it's time to just figure it out. I'm I'm really over it at this point. Um. We have news now on the GameStop stocks or stonks or whatever you want to call them movie. Uh, there is a movie being made about it starring Paul Dano and Nick Offerman have joined the cast. It's going to be out this October. Um, Nintendo's Doug Bowser says that Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is justifiable in its $70 price tag because of its immersive experience, quote unquote, is what he's calling it. Really, Bowser? Am I to trust you, or are you just being a Bowser and trying? No, um, I, I guess companies will do anything to justify a higher price for their game, right? That makes sense. Um, Raid Shadow Legends, the mobile game that infiltrates every YouTube ad, and like, do people play? I've always wondered if people actually play this game. Do, do you? Do I? Don't I? Don't personally know anyone. That plays Raid Shadow Legends. Um, but apparently enough people are playing it that it, um, it it's getting a YouTube show. Yeah, Raid Shadow Legends is getting a YouTube animated show. Um, I don't know, man. The Last of Us, uh, which continued to dominate HBO over the last few weeks... Aired its season finale this past Sunday, which saw it double its premiere audience. And it brought in, the finale brought in 75% more people than the season premiere. So that's 8.2 million viewers, uh, which is a 3.5 million increase over episode one, which was 4.7 million viewers. Um, It saw growth over every episode. And... Uh, I guess episode 5, though, got 11.6 million, which is a Friday through Sunday, so it wasn't at one time. 
Uh, HBO claims that the series averaged 30.4 million viewers across the first episodes. Um, and the first episode has reached the 40 million mark uh, per HBO as well. But uh, it is already the most watched show ever on HBO Max in both Europe and Latin America as well. Uh, of course, the second season has already been greenlit. And uh, it will start to adapt The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, which means they will be taking a several-season approach to adapting the second game. Uh, IO Interactive has announced that the Hitman franchise is taking an official hiatus uh, as they shift their focus to their James Bond 007 game, which I am patiently waiting for. Um, if, if, if what they do on Hitman can be translated to 007 in terms of quality, then I know it will be amazing. NASA and Minecraft have announced a new partnership, which will bring space missions to Minecraft for the first time, whatever that means. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, the Tango Games Works game uh, from Bethesda, which released on PlayStation 5 last year, will be coming to Xbox and Xbox Game Pass on April 12th, after a year-long um, exclusivity deal, uh, and will actually drop on PlayStation Plus later this month, showing Microsoft and Sony can work out deals. They just uh, are going to fight over Call of Duty. But that is it actually for gaming this week. Not a whole lot of gaming news. Uh, just a weird, weirdly slow week in terms of nerd news in general. Um, but... Uh, let's head on over to TV World, TV Land, and see what's going on on the boob tube. Well, over in TV Land, we have learned that the Batman Caped Creator Sh Crusader show uh, from Bruce Timm, who of course created Batman the Animated Series, uh, produced by Matt Reeves and J.J. Abrams, has finally found a home after HBO Max decided to skip on it. It has been picked up by Amazon Prime Video. So Batman Caped Crusader, which I think is going to be taking place in like the 20s or 30s, if I'm not mistaken, uh, is headed over to Amazon Prime Video in the near future. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen was being interviewed and said, while nothing is concrete, she is hoping to return to the MCU in Agatha Coven of Chaos, the spin-off show from WandaVision. WandaVision, WandaVision. Um, Disney has announced that Willow has been canceled after one season over at Disney+. Plus. It will not be getting a second season. Oh man, I feel bad for Warwick Davis there. Gattaca, the famous... Uh, Biogeneticist movie. Is that the right term? I'm not sure. We'll be getting a TV reboot. No word, though, on if Jude Law or uh, what's. Um, not Jude Law. Jude Law's in it. Or uh, uh, Ethan Hawke will be in the show in any capacity. Th that's kind of it for news for TV this week. Uh, there are a couple show reviews, though. I did start watching The History of the World Part 2. Gotta say. Hilarious. I did not get to finish it, but I will be on point. Uh, Star Trek Picard aired its 
I guess, uh, fourth, ep- fourth episode, fifth episode, um, a very poignant episode about, about death and facing death and, uh, very good performances from, from Jonathan Frakes as, as Will Riker and, you know, Jean, um, Pat, Sir Patrick Stewart as Jean-Luc Picard. Uh, we also, though, got more information into the main villain of the show and her connection with the changelings and maybe its connection to Deep Space Nine and the like. Um, meanwhile, I've also heard that Avery Brooks might be willing to return to Star Trek if the story is right, which very exciting news. Uh, if, if you like Star Trek, especially The Next Generation, you should be watching Star Trek Picard Season 3. Um, and let's move over to the other side of the galaxy here with Star Wars. Uh, the Bad Batch had an episode today that I thought was going to be maybe a filler, not great episode, but it actually had a lot of tension uh, and, and is also setting up maybe the future of the Bad Batch. And potentially I'm viewing this Maybe they don't get a season three, and I can see kind of where they might end things based on today's episode. Um, I would prefer a season three and see them kind of do more things in the intervening years between the end of the Clone Wars, of course, and, and the Battle of Yavin that's portrayed in A New Hope. But it'll be interesting to see where they go from here. There's only a few episodes left in the season, but the tension is is... Is starting to rise. Uh, last week hinted at what looks like maybe Crosshairs might be joining his his brothers of the of uh, Clone Squad ninety nine, and then of course to the Mandalorian. After we got to see the Mythosaur last week for the first time in canon on screen, this week uh, it was a little less Bo-Katan and and Mando Din Djarin, and a lot more what's going on in Coruscant with Dr. Pershing, who is the cloning doctor uh, from season one of The Mandalorian. We get to see a lot of what what went down, I guess, in the New Republic uh, and how they're treating the former Empire. We're, we're, I think, seven or eight years on now from the death of the Emperor at uh, and the destruction of the Death Star 2, uh, and then a little less time from the Battle of Jakku, which saw the end of the Empire and the new canon. A very interesting story there to see how the New Republic is just turned into a joke. It's starting to look like the joke, I should say, that we would see it be when we get to um, when we get to the, the sequel trilogy in, in, a, in 30 years, essentially, in the timeline. Uh, but what we do see with Bo, Katan, and Din Djarin is an epic, epic dogfight with a lot of with a lot of TIE fighters and things like that. Um, but it looks like we've also might see Bo Katan joining Din Djarin's uh, quote unquote cult, if you will, where they don't take off their helmets. You know, this is the way uh, he's been viewed as an apostate this whole season. But if Bo Katan stays with them will be interesting, and if she ever takes her helmet off again, will of course be interesting. It's it's definitely setting up the future of what the Mando can be. Um, I'm excited to see where this season goes from here, though, for sure. Uh, but again, that, that's it for TV. Not a, not a whole lot, um, not a whole, whole lot going on in that realm. Um, let's head on over to Hollywood, see what's going on in the movies, shall we? 
Uh, we got a couple movie trailers this week. Um, one for the BlackBerry movie. Yes, they're making a movie about BlackBerry. Uh, the phones, of course, if, if that wasn't obvious. Uh, but we also got a new trailer for The Little Mermaid, finally, that aired during the Oscars. And I am happy to report that Flounder does not look anything like that monstrosity image that was leaked or released or mocked up a few months back. Um, he looks like an actual fish. Uh, in the trailer, though, we got to see more of, of the supporting cast and characters, including King Triton, Prince Eric, more of what Ursula will look like being played by, by Melissa McCarthy, Sebastian, who looks like a, an actual crab. It looks like we got to see scenes from the under the sea sing sing along section, uh, the kiss the girl section. I'm I'm very excited to see uh, Halle Berry, Halle Haley Halle, or I don't know. I think I'm saying her name wrong. Uh, but as the Little Mermaid, I'm very excited for this movie. Um, the trailer was good, and uh, I think those were the biggest. Oh, we did get another trailer for the Mario movie which shows the Lumas from Super Mario Galaxy, and it, it's just a this, this, this most ridiculous, hilarious thing comes out of its mouth. But we got more of Rainbow Road and more of Donkey Kong as well. So I cannot wait to see what happens uh, in this Mario movie in just a few short weeks. And in, in the strangest news I've heard out of Hollywood in a very long time, Bob Odenkirk says that he will be starring in a remake of the room and when you're wondering the room i mean oh hi mark the tommy wiseau movie the room um he said on twitter um re referencing a slash film report that he is going to be starring in it and he said quote this is real this is true and let me tell you i tried my best to sell every line as honestly as i could and i had a blast unquote um, it is a feature-length remake on green screen to match the, the original, and Mike Flanagan is in it as well. It will benefit a charity called AMFAR, the Foundation for AIDS Research. Um, this is ridiculous. I, I cannot wait to see how it turns out. Oh, hi, Mark. I did not hit her. I did not. Um, I, love, I love that fucking shit. Um, Bob Iger, recently reappointed as CEO of Disney, has um, been talking about Star Wars. And uh, he was um, on the Morgan Stanley Technology Media and Telecom Conference talking about Star Wars and the future of Star Wars. Um, and he said, quote, maybe the cadence was a little too aggressive. We're going to make sure when we make one, it's the right one, so we're going to be very careful there, unquote. Um, he, he said this essentially in regards to uh, Solo, a Star Wars story which he says, quote, was disappointing at the box office and, quote, gave us pause, unquote, which makes sense, right? Solo didn't do well. We were getting a, a Star Wars movie every year for, what, five years at that point? And I think a lot of people were 
getting overwhelmed, right? Star Wars is not Marvel, where it's, it's a different movie every time. And we had gone for 10 years at that point, right, when Force Awakens came out with no Star Wars movies. And before that, they had come out every two years. 99, 0, uh, 02, no, every three years, yeah. 99, 02, 05, right? And then before that, it had, it had been almost 20 plus years, right, between the original trilogy and the, and the, the prequels with 77, 80, and 83 with A New Hope, uh, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi, right? And, and then this huge gap, and then a 10-year gap, and we get the sequel trilogy, but then also interspersed with Rogue One, and Solo. Of course, Solo's a movie not many people asked for. So it, it, it makes sense that it, you know, and then diminish, diminishing returns on The Last Jedi, and then of course The Rise of Skywalker, and diminishing uh, positive viewpoints, right? So it, it, it makes sense that they went a little hard, and I, I get it. They Of course they want to go hard. They want to make a return on their $4 billion investment, but It'll be interesting to see what happens moving forward. Um, obviously, TV shows have been very successful. I think the future of Star Wars right now lies on TV. I know we're getting the Taika Waititi movie, and we'll obviously learn more at Star Wars Celebration in a few weeks. But it, it, it's nice to hear Bob Iger at least admit that they, they kind of fucked up. And I'm cool with that, to be honest, as well. Um... Keanu Reeves and director St Chad Stileski, who's directed uh, the John Wick films, feel that a uh, new Oscar category should be added in regards to stunt acting. Uh, and I agree. You know, stunt performers do a lot, um, and way more than I think people realize, and they definitely deserve to be recognized, um, because a lot of times they're, they're not. They're ignored. And I agree that we should be honoring them with an award. Um, Everything Everywhere All at Once uh, has now become the most awarded movie ever, taking the spot from Lord of the Rings Return of the King, and that was before the Oscars. So, it has been awarded with 158 accolades to date, so from different organizations and award bodies. The Lord of the Rings Return of the King held the previous title with 101 so everything, everywhere, all at once has 58 more accolades and awards. Granted, a lot of new things have sprung up in the 20 years since Return of the King uh, premiered. And, wow. Major critics organizations, pre-Oscar awards like the Golden Globes, SAG Awards, and Indie Spirits. Again, I don't think the Indie Spirits existed 20 years ago. But it's very interesting. Um... The, 158. So, even if you, we they counted everything, IGN actually compiled the list, it would still beat out Return of the King in awards and nominations. So, 336 awards, 691 nominations uh, for Everything Everywhere All at Once, whereas 213 awards and 337 nominations for Return of the King. Jesus. Um, again, you got to remember, it's been 20 years, so a lot of new things have have um, sprung up in, in the time since. 
Uh, and of course, we'll talk about the Oscars in just a short bit. Beetlejuice 2 seems to be moving forward, as now that we know Michael Keaton is attached, Jenna Ortega of Wednesday and Scream fame is circling a role in the film. Obviously, she has a good working relationship with Tim Burton because of Wednesday, so this makes sense. Uh, but it sounds like she would be playing Lydia's daughter. Lydia, of course, is the character played by um, Winona Ryder in the first Beetlejuice film. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Sign me the hell up. I love the first movie. If they can get Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis involved in some way as well, then I think they have a, a guaranteed hit on their hands. Um, Hiroyaki Sonata has spoken about the Mortal Kombat movie sequel. Uh, he is currently unaware if he will be reprising his role as Hanzo Hasashi or Scorpion. Um, he would like to return to the role if the opportunity presents itself. Uh, the Rock has spoken out about his and Henry Cavill's firing, quote-unquote, which, dude, Dwayne, you need to stop, man. Like, I love you, dude, but you, you need to just accept that Black Adam wasn't that good, and Henry is technically not entirely fired, and more reports are coming out that maybe it wasn't James Gunn, but he said, quote, all that I can do and all that we could do when we were making Black Adam, was to put our best foot forward and surround ourselves with the best people and deliver the best movie we could. Our audience score was in the 90s. Critics took a couple shots, but that's just the business of it. It's almost like when you have a pro football team and your quarterback wins championships and your head coach wins championships, and then a new owner comes in and says, not my coach, not my quarterback. I'm going to go with somebody new, unquote. Um, yeah, dude, Black Adam just wasn't that good. Just accept it. Obviously, it was nice that we saw Henry show up. And technically, he might still exist in that world. We don't know what's going to happen with The Flash. But it, it, it's, it's just, it sucks. I get it. But, I mean, huh. It'll be interesting what happens now moving forward. The Dwayne, just chill out, bro. For real. Move on. Black Adam didn't work out the way you wanted it to. Even though it was enjoyable, it just, it, I don't know. Let, let's see what happens with Shazam 2 this weekend, though, shall we? Um, we've learned that, uh, so Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania script was leaked on, um, was leaked on Reddit before the movie came out. And while... A lot of things are going on with the MCU in general. Um, it, 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 it's turned into a uh, lawsuit issue now with Disney and Marvel in regards to the, the leak of Ant-Man and the Wasp. So it was posted on the subreddit Marvel Studios Spoilers uh, back in January, so before the movie came out. And MVL Film Financed, which is a... Uh, finance arm of Marvel uh, essentially submitted a DCMA subpoena application, a um, digital media, I forget what it, it is, um, to the United States District Court for Northern District of California and has asked Reddit to unmask the leakers. Um, they're essentially asking for information re regarding to the mods 
and anyone involved in posting any copyrighted content between January 15th and February 15th of this year. Um, Disney has also filed a copyright takedown of the leak uh, right after it was posted. And it is an actual 63-page long transcript of dialogue from the movie, not the actual script. So it's still from the movie. Um, yeah, that's... Uh, is wild. Um, the original poster has deleted it, but there is an archive of the thread, and it was uploaded to Google Docs. Jesus. 40,000 character limit. Um, the original poster has not uh, posted since March 10th, but Reddit issued a statement saying, quote, Reddit is committed to protecting our users' privacy. We have rigorous processes in place to assess legal requests and object when appropriate. Uh, unquote. No word yet on if they will follow up with that. Um, that's very interesting, though, that Disney would go after that. That usually don't, but when it comes to a script leak or something similar to a script, I'm sure they want to go after it. Uh, Quentin Tarantino has finally revealed the nature and name of his final and 11th film. It will be called The Film Critic, or The Movie Critic. Uh, it's allegedly going to be set again in 1970s Los Angeles, and he hopes to start working on it later this year. Uh, Zack Snyder has teased a announcement from Darkseid to take place sometime between April 28th and April 30th, uh, a full circle announcement, he's calling it, I don't know what this means. Everyone is very confused. Um, maybe James Gunn is letting him do something with Darkseid. Who knows? I'm excited. Guillermo del Toro uh, has cast Andrew Garfield in his Frankenstein movie. He's allegedly hoping to get Oscar Isaac and Mia Goth involved as well. Uh, and then we found out today that James Gunn has decided... He will direct the Superman Legacy film that he wrote. Uh, he was still very unsure if he was going to direct it or not. It is set for a July 2025 release. We'll see, though, ultimately if uh, what happens. We don't know anything else about the film other than now James Gunn has decided he will direct the film in relation to his duties as head of DC, the DCU. And... Final bit of uh, movie news today. I just want to talk about the Oscars that were Sunday. Unfortunately, I didn't get to watch it. I was at the U.S.-Mexico World Baseball Classic game, having a very, very fun time in Phoenix. But, of course, I got to watch uh, clips later and see all the winners later in the evening. And uh, you'll be surprised at, at some of the winners. I, I am very excited to see. Um, so... Best Sound ultimately went to Top Gun Maverick, so it did get one Oscar, surprisingly. But Best Sound makes sense. Um, for Best Animated Short Film, it was The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse. Costume Design went to Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, which makes sense. There are a lot of good fucking costumes in that movie. Visual Effects, no surprise here, went to Avatar, Way of the Water. Really no surprise. Makeup and Hairstyling to The Whale. International feature film, all quiet, all quiet on the Western Front, winning it for the Germans there. Um, for film editing, everything everywhere all at once. So that's another tally you can add to their list. 
Production design went to All Quiet on the Western Front. Um, best original song went to Not To Not To from Triple R on Netflix. Best music original score went to All Quiet on the Western Front as well. Uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio won animated feature film. Cinematography also went to All Quiet on the Western Front. I need to watch this movie. I hated the book, man. Um, writing for original screenplay went to Everything Everywhere All at Once. Just racking up more and more titles. Best Adapted Screenplay Writing went to Women Talking. Uh, Best Actress in a Supporting Role, Jamie Lee Curtis, gets her first Oscar for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Actor in a Supporting Role, Ki Hui Kwan. My man, Short Round. Uh, uh, Data from The Goonies. He has won an Oscar for his role in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Actress in a leading role, Michelle Yeoh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, which makes her the second actress of color to win since Halle Berry won for uh, Swordfish, I think. It was, what, 20 years ago? And then actor in a leading role, my man Brendan Fraser for The Whale. And no surprise here, uh, directing... The Daniels with Everything Everywhere All at Once, which should give you quite an indication of what won Best Picture. Everything Everywhere All at Once. It is now available to stream on Paramount+. Plus. You do not need the uh, Showtime add-on for that. Uh, and I am definitely going to watch that this weekend, so hopefully we can talk about it next week. But Everything Everywhere All at Once cleans up at the Oscars along with All Quiet on the Western Front. And, uh, yeah, that's it for Nick's Nerd News this week. Thank you guys for listening week in, week out. Uh, don't forget to check out nicksnerdnews.com where you guys can find uh, links to all of the different streaming platforms we're on. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio. We're on all of them. Uh, while you're there, you can listen to the browser or find links to all the shows. Uh, don't forget to check out our social media page where you see our Twitter, Instagram, and Facebooks, or just search Nixner News on your preferred social media platform of choice, or check out my personal TikTok, The Nick DeFalco. You'll get previews for the show every week. Uh, also, Linktree is on all of those, so if, if you guys just want to go that way, the Linktree will have a link to all of them. It's all one handy-dandy place for you guys. Um, other than that, we should have a Shazam review next week. I am going to see it this weekend. And I think that's it. Other than that, I will catch you guys on the flip side. Again, beware those eyes of March.